0: and the concealed have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence for more than a decade a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries unafraid of the secrets they might uncover this audacious entity is paranoid american welcome to the mystifying universe of the paranoid american podcast launched in the year 2012 paranoid american has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world From the unnerving enigma of mk ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies from the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture they have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded, Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast, where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. What up, what up, y'all? This is the Paranoid American Podcast, episode number two, and today we got Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be schooling me on how to do a podcast, because he's been in the game for longer than, than most people I even know, so, yo, what up, Catalyst?
1: Man, speaking of being in the game for long, longer than most people you know, I've yet to see anyone that has a better intro than mine, so fuck you. <laughs> <But what's
0: up? laughs> well it's good man so uh i, I want to do so, so fucking w- sick
1: i hate to interrupt you but your intro is fucking fire dude that is i love you dude emotic- I love you. That's, that,
0: that's high praise from you because you know you've you've been seeing a lot of media you've worked with a lot of media and we're going to get into to some of that in particular we're going to be able to nerd out a little bit Fuck so you. anyone that, that likes post production and special effects and uh like you know software and hardware nerding out, we're going to get into a little bit of that But I also know we're going to get on some conspiracy theory tangents. So before we get too crazy, I want you to give some uh, shout outs and let people know where to find you and uh, find your work.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Usual suspects, you know, all the podcasting platforms with the exception of Spotify because those cuck bastards kicked me off. And obviously, (laughs) you know, I've been doing this for a while. So YouTube banned me a long fucking time ago. So if you want to watch my videos, they are on Rockfin.
0: What was the final straw for Spotify? What got you kicked off? Did they tell you?
1: They told me it was a music copyright violation, which is mm. bullshit because everybody and their mother plays music clips. So
0: Yeah, they can be selective, right? So if, if uh, it's kind of like police where they have the discretion if they're going to pull you over on how bad they really want to fuck you. You know what I mean? So they, they've always got it in the back pocket.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know what sucks about Spotify too is I go through um, Podbean because when I originally started, I went through um, the Spotify app. And at the time it was called Anchor. And so when Spotify said, fuck this guy, that wiped me off of every single platform. And it took me like a month and a half to like get everything back up. And man, it like it it taught me to back up your episodes. Let's just say that.
0: How many? How many times have you had to you restart on different platforms?
1: Well, with the Podbean takedown was the original for at least for podcasting goes. Mm. I'm on my third uh, Instagram account, and my also my third Facebook account. I gave up on Twitter and TikTok
0: do they ever build like, do you ever get to like a peak and then lose it and then build it back beyond that peak?
1: Or is it the opposite or what? It's, it's the opposite. So, yeah. but the followers I have on Instagram now they're organic. And I know that because I vet as many of them as I can. When I get a grip of followers coming in, it's usually after I posted a dope reel and I actually broke the algorithm, you know, cause it doesn't happen often. They keep me under their thumb as much as they can. But, um, <laughs> I'm I'm pushing nine thousand on Instagram, whereas the very first account was at the heart and the peak of Q, and so uh, I was like at fifty k, and you know so that hurt really bad, but it also made me realize that hey man, this is this is temporary. This this whole uh, social media thing, just keep doing what you're doing, and the people the right people will come.
0: But Q is forever. Don't forget that. I <laughs> mean, as long as you trust the man. So, so I wanna, I wanna start it out a little bit interview style. But I've, I've always got one question that I ask people before we start, and I probably should have even asked this before we even started talking. But uh, Catalyst Jones, are you a cop?
1: <laughs> Far from it, man. Because, because if you're a cop, that. you have
0: to tell me. Like, you absolutely have to tell me, and otherwise, anything that we talk about is not incriminating So, are you a cop? Yes or no? No. All right.
1: And it's, I mean, on, it's on
0: record, so everything else here, like we should be in the clear.
1: And I've probably been arrested more times than anyone you know over <laughs> dumb, dumb shit.
0: No, no comment. No comment. This isn't going to be that that particular kind of interview. That'll be another one. <laughs> so I want to ask you too. Uh, what's the first thing that pops into your mind when I just say the word drugs? Was the first thing that you just saw?
1: Oh man, fucking Fred McGruff. Fred McGruff. Oh, you mean
0: uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 dog, right?
1: Yes. Nice. I
0: haven't I thought I haven't thought about uh, take a bite out of crime, dude, in a while.
1: That's funny, but that's the first thing that came to my mind.
0: So so I got something called P C P, and I I want us to both do a little P C P right now. But it's it's the uh, the paranormal conspiracy probe. So it's just gonna be a little bit of a rapid fire of a bunch of different conspiracy theories, and I want you to tell me on like a scale from one to ten how sold you are on some of them. Okay. Right? So one being that you don't believe it at all. You think it's a PSYOP. You, you don't even like, like it when people bring it up. And a 10 means that if someone brings it up, you're not going like to leave them alone at a party until they like tell you to go like, hey, dude, stop telling me about this thing. So I, I want to know your, your rating. We're just going to do a few of them.
1: All right, let's do it. You ready for this? Yeah, quick fire. Bigfoot. Eight.
0: Magic. Ten. Crop circles. Seven. Ghosts. 10 we're living in a simulation 7 dinosaurs 0 flat earth
1: 10 but it goes further than that birds man that is i don't know i eat birds so i have a hard time with that pigeons
0: one. are pigeons real
1: some i i got to right. go, go five well, i got,
0: i need, i'm a 5 on pigeons
1: yeah Let's start because, on pigeons then. Okay, because there are some that are definitely not real, but yet there are multiple, mul- most of
0: them are. So I feel like a five means you're on the fence and you might, like, we might be able to sway you right here and today, one way or the other. And that's not my intention because I don't actually. No, this I is might... cool. You know why? Because
1: my daughter asked me to do an episode on pigeons and I was like, I just don't see enough validity in it to do in an episode until somebody brings more, more something more to light.
0: Well, the the strongest evidence that I've heard to date was, have you ever seen a baby pigeon?
1: Yes. And they actually have a name for them.
0: Right. Okay. So, so I want to ask you again, why why are you at a five if you've seen a baby pigeon?
1: Because I'm not saying that all pigeons, okay, but I'm okay. saying that that would be the easiest bird because they are in every single city every single major city. So that would be the easiest bird to replicate in order to um, watch people. But at the same time, why would we need pigeons when big daddy government, big brother government is just watching us all the time with all these surveillance cameras. Like what would be the point of a pigeon?
0: That's usually my, my, it's my argument as well, Uh, especially when the RFID stuff started coming up and everyone was getting crazy about that's going to be the mark of the beast. And we're all going to get shipped with the VeriChip. chip. Uh, but really by the time and this is like what mid-90s, late nineties, but even by then, RFID was a little bit going out of date. Like they'd been using RFID since late 70s, early 80s, or something, and it just doesn't have enough potential to like write and store things and the amount of information and all this. But it's crazy now because everyone just got a cell phone in their pocket, and the cell phone is way more than a Vera chip could ever hope to contain about you. It's got your GPS and your shopping habits, and now they got gyroscopes so they know how fast you're walking. They might even know what your blood pressure is at any given point of the day. So, I mean, there's not a chip in the world that anyone even fathomed in the 90s that could do as much as a smartwatch and a smartphone could. And people pay money to wear them and have them on their body all the time. So, I mean, I got a smartphone. You got a smartphone? Yeah, who doesn't have a smartphone? (laughs) We
1: have more technology in our back pocket than, uh, than NASA did on our first uh moon mission. So
0: we're one to 10 moon mission. Oh zero. Z- zero. Okay, we definitely gotta get into that.
1: We definitely did not go to the moon ever. And especially not with the footage they showed us.
0: So let me what about the reflector? Because that's one of the the things that I think might sway me that we've maybe been to the moon or at least they've got a really convincing simulation slash hologram, but that there's a reflector that they left behind on the moon that we can still shine a laser and see it bounce back at us. So what, what would your interpretation, is that because it's all just a hologram or is it because of something was already there and we just claimed it was us that put it there or what?
1: Yes, the later, that something was already there, we discovered it and we we're like, oh shit, look what happens when we do this. Let's tell everybody that that's, that's proof that we were on the moon.
0: Do you think we've had satellites or, like, lunar rovers that have made it to the moon? Like, any, any of the unmanned uh, aircrafts?
1: No, satellites. you mean? Uh, they would pop as soon as they hit the firmament. So they stay at a certain altitude.
0: So, okay, so I feel like we have to, to walk this back and get directly into Flat Earth, because I feel like they're gonna, they overlap a little bit here when we talk about whether or not the moon landing is real and then whether or not space is even real.
1: Well, you could believe that the moon landing never took place or existed, but yet still be married to the globe. So they do go kind of hand in hand, because when I was a full fledged flat earther, that was one of the main things that I would bring up is because whether you believe in a flat earth or not, we can agree that the footage of the moon landing is pretty fucking suspect. And if they're lying to us about that, then why is it so much of a stretch that they're lying to us about the shape of our earth?
0: So if you if you're fully into flat Earth, I assume that means that you can't believe in the moon. Like there's no such thing as a moon landing if you're all in on flat Earth. Is that right? Or are there, are there people in the flat Earth community that are like, nah, NASA actually went to the moon, uh, but the Earth is still flat and some other explanation?
1: Well, I'm sure there's probably useful idiots out there that have watched a couple YouTube videos and they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. The Earth is flat. And still think that we went to the moon, but anybody that's ever done any critical thinking in their research and actually comes out to be a flat earther because coming out to be a flat earther in the last like, uh, seven, 10 to about seven to 10 years was about 20 years ago coming out to be gay. Okay. You're going to get criticism from everyone. Nobody's going to like you. You're not going to get anything. You're not going to gain anything from coming out as a flat earther. So, in order to come out and say that you're a flat earther, either one, you're jumping on the bandwagon without doing any fucking research, or you've done so much fucking research that it's like tying your shoe to discredit any of these dumbass Globers, even if they have a fucking degree and are teaching kids.
0: Is this where space is fake and gay comes from? Is that like a preemptive, like, no, you're not like, I'm not gay, you're gay? <laughs>
1: Exactly. Speaking of spaces, fake and gay, go check out the spaces, fake and gay shirt on whiterabbitpodcast.com. That one seems to be selling a lot.
0: Yeah, you drop, drop them here, man. I mean, this is the perfect spot. If anyone's got their ears perked, that's the shirt that you probably need to be wearing at this point. So I'm I'm really curious if, if you got deep into the flat earth community and all the different theories, the one that fascinates me the most, but I haven't had a lot of people that I guess we're as sold on it enough to care about it, but I'm just curious, infinite earth, you know, infinite land, where Where are you at on the infinite land theory?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I do believe that there are, Outer continents outside mm-hmm. of Antarctica, which Admiral Bird, General Admiral Bird, already told us that on his escapades and his missions that he found landmasses that are just as big as the United States that have yet to be explored, and he was killed quite shortly after that and very much silenced. That interview never seen the light of day again because it was a live interview, and thanks thanks to the internet, nothing dies. So we've been able to pull it up. And yeah, so um, as far as outer landmasses go, man, that's a deep one. There's no way to possibly know. It's all speculation. But we do have some things as far as like these maps that were um, printed in the late 1800s that shown these landmasses, uh, their exact size, their uh, where they're located, all of this stuff. So I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say no, just because we can't prove it, but it is definitely plausible.
0: And I'm, I'm curious too. What's the, have you noticed an overlap between Christianity and flat earthing? Because it it feels like there, there's a, a weird correlation just in that the rules of flat earth, it almost puts man back at the center of the universe And it puts earth back into the center of the universe. And it also sets it up for like man was put here for a reason and to dominate the earth and to kind of like rule the earth. Um, So, but I don't know. I don't, I'm drawing my own connection there just based on my own sort of observations. And I'm curious if you've seen anything like that.
1: Okay. I've lived that. So I was born into an on and off again, Jehovah's witness family. Really? Yes. And so, when I left, uh, th- when I left the nest, I, uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I okay. I left as soon as I graduated, and then, um, my parents were still back and forth, right? So they were still pretty cool, but anyways, to, to my point is, is I rebelled against that. So as soon as I left, I was atheist for as long as I could remember, and then I started getting into music and occultism. So then I classified myself as a, this is going to sound fucked up, but I classified myself as a practicer of Theloma, and basically a Satanist. Then I started digging into flat earth and not to mention getting pinned down by a demon changed my entire mind about everything.
0: (laughs) We're definitely going to get into that. What kind of Satanist did you identify? Are we talking like LaVey? Are we talking like uh, Temple of Set? What are we talking
1: I feel like Levee was just a Hollywood uh, shock value Satanist, even mm-hmm. though when he died, his last words were this isn't how it was supposed to be <laughs> or something's not right. This isn't what it's supposed to be, um, which I find very interesting, but um, no, I, I read uh, the books of Alester Crowley, um, you know, because all of the hip hop artists that I looked up to uh, all the Jimmy page, all the, musicians that that it was a lester crowley and i'm like look if all of these motherfuckers were able to fucking get fame off of this shit with the millions and millions of people that are just as talented but never get noticed then there's something to this and so i started buying up a bunch of, of the lester crowley books i started reading them um i even uh signed up for a local group here a theloma group where they would do meetings on thursdays and um actually to be honest with you before the very first meeting i didn't make it because i just had a really bad feeling about it so i just didn't go but um flat earth with with the mixture of being pinned down by a demon is what totally changed my mind
0: so so how did you get cuz Because you also mentioned on a a talk we had before, you also got into like the adult entertainment industry for a little (laughs) while. What age was that? Was that
1: right out of high school too? Man, it's usually when I'm on female shows that they ask about this. I wasn't expecting this question coming from you. (laughs) But yes, uh, that was right after high school. I was going to school in San Francisco for graphic design, and I had to work two jobs. I worked at uh, the Old Navy megastore on Market Street. And then right across the Old Navy was a flagship uh, Virgin megastore, like four stories tall. Mm-hmm. I worked at both of those places, and I still was not able to uh, pay all of my shit. And I was out on lunch one day. I can't remember if I was at Virgin or, or Old Navy, but it was the same exact area. And a guy approached me, and he was like, man, you got it. He was like, you got the look. He was like, you ever thought about getting into the uh, getting into movies? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I thought about getting into movies, man. And so, get into this
0: van, little kid.
1: Right. And he's like, take a walk with me. How much time do you have? Oh, and I looked like a little kid, too. Like when I was 18 and 19 years old, I I mean, I I had to show I still show ID sometimes. So and I'm 43 years old. So (laughs) I, I was like a pedophiles wet dream, basically, because I was legal and you know and able <laughs> to do it so anyway this guy approaches me to act in some movies and be and gave me his card and everything he talked talked to me for like a good half an hour and i called my stepdad and i was like yo i got approached to do adult movies and he and now mind you this guy is an elder in a jehovah's witness congregation right now but this guy are you me,
0: are you outing him
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely But this was before this was before he got um, before he got brainwashed into the occult, and he said, "Well, isn't that every man's dream?" And I was like, "That's permission." And so I called the guy (laughs) and I said, "All right, what do I need to do?" And so I wouldn't call it necessarily the porn industry because this was like between 1999 up until about 2002, where I did this. And most of them were solo videos. So I'm pretty sure that it was only gay men buying my shit, watching me jerk off, which I didn't give a fuck because as long as I don't see it, I don't care. I'm going to jerk off anyway. I might as well get paid $500 for it.
0: (laughs) There might be someone watching right now. that's like, Hey, I fucking know that guy. (laughs) Don't show anybody. (laughs) And I'm curious. Was like, um, did the Satanism come before or after that? After. Do you think that that was like, that had anything to do with it.
1: I'll tell you what introduced me to Satanism. Do you remember the Osborne, uh, Osborne family reality yeah, the, the show? reality
0: show? Yeah. Whatever it was called.
1: Okay. So, um, when that was going on, I actually lived in Los Angeles at the time. Mm. And some people that I knew were friends with some of the Osborne people. And another band that I knew was on the Osborne family soundtrack. And so I got to go to the Osborne Family Soundtrack record release party. And that was pretty much where I was like, there's something to this. All these motherfuckers, look at all of this shit that they have and what they're about. So I kind of just mimicked it.
0: Okay, so, so it was really like... Uh you wanted to to meet the devil at the crossroads and have him, you know, teach you the tune or whatever like would if you actually were propositioned and it was like hey kid sign your soul over here in blood and you'll just become an immediate, you know, pop star was that were you at that point where you would have been like yeah, just show me where I got to sign?
1: Yeah, back then, absolutely. I would have signed it immediately. Like who do I have to sacrifice? Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's
0: go. <laughs> And how old how old did uh this last? I guess I'll ask you, when did the, the demon encounter
1: happen? What age was that? Uh that was not that long ago, brother. That was about two years before the pandemic hit, maybe a year before the pandemic hit.
0: Were you still uh interested in Satanism up until then? Or did that yeah, so okay. Very heavily, so- yes. So let me ask you, what's your favorite Alistair Crowley work? Is there anything that you still look back to now?
1: Well, back then, Magic Without Tears was my favorite book. Oh, why uh, is that? Because it was the most easy to read. Like, it, I don't know if you've ever tried to read the Book of Law, but a lot of Alistair Crowley's writings, its um, it's so difficult to comprehend what message he's trying to say because his writing absolutely sucks (laughs) so um yeah like the book of law was like there's only a certain amount of people that will be able to understand this you know and these are the people that when they look at black they don't see black they see purple type of thing and trying to like it it was like reading the bible if you didn't have uh somebody that had read the bible and been able to break shit down for you it's like written in the same type of a way but Much much deeper, and a lot of numbers, and and I felt with with uh, magic without tears, it was more it was more easily, I I just understood it better, and so I was able to go over that, and that was more what I was going for anyway. It wasn't the book of law. It wasn't like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do, and I'm better than everybody else. Like the law, you know, like it wasn't that. Um, It was if this shit is real then I want to know how to do it and I want to know how to harness it and I want to know how to use it to my advantage. And within that book I felt was where I was able to, but I I got rid of all of them.
0: Do you feel like you saw any results from anything that you did when you were uh, practicing that?
1: Absolutely not, brother, because demons love to see you suffer. So I, I did get results as far as like music. I would write songs where I would be in a trance. And then after I would produce like my verse, I would sit there and spend hours and produce it and make it sound fucking perfect. And then I would walk away for a while, like, you know, a few hours. And then I would come back and listen to it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about right there? And then I look at my lyrics. And I'm like, I didn't fucking write that. Like there's a song that I wrote about the end of the world through the eyes of a demon or through the eyes of a possessed musician wait through the words of a demon possessed fucking you you get what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah that's a tongue twister for
0: Th- me through the eyes of a musician possessed by a demon right?
1: yes yes and you know as much as like those are the thoughts that are always going through my head when i listen to it and i was like fuck i killed that shit so then i was like i was big into uh backwards play At the time, you know, like how you can play like um, Stairway to Heaven backwards Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shit going on in there. And I was like, let me see. And so I threw it into fucking um, into my program and I played it backwards. And sure, shit, there was three things in there that was clear as day says, I know what evil is. Evil is in you. And. Fuck, I can't remember what the other one, but there was three and it was clear as fucking day. And, and this is I, your
0: own acapella in reverse.
1: Yes. And then I tried to replicate it, right? Like re-record that verse. I saved it. But then I would re-record that verse and see if it would be as clear. And it, you couldn't even make out what I was saying. So I'm like, fuck, dude, it was that recording. When I was inhabited by every, whatever entity I was inhabited by, they made that shit come out.
0: How long ago was that particular experience?
1: I would say seven years ago.
0: Okay. So, so you, I'm going to assume that you kept doing similar things until you had your demonic experience or did that happen after you had already sort of quit?
1: No, my demonic experience. So what, um, I had a merch store, which I actually was like, you know what? Fuck this music thing. I'm going to focus on a clothing line. And my, my website was extremely satanic. Like I know all of the symbolism. And so I had it plastered All over it. And I remember I just designed a new shirt and I uploaded it to the website. And I stood up from my computer desk, turned around to walk to my bed to go lay down for the night right after I had posted this shirt. And then I got spun around and pushed onto the ground. And all it was was pressure, just all over like an even amount of pressure over my entire body. And I couldn't scream and I couldn't move almost like sleep paralysis, but it wasn't because I couldn't hear a voice, but something was running through my body saying you're promoting false idols and you will be punished. And I'm trying to scream, get off of me, get off of me, get off of me. And my roommate, George at the time, had his girlfriend, well, she had just moved in or she moved, she lived with us and I'm screaming out or I'm trying to scream out. And then they run in cause they can hear me struggling or they heard me fall or something. They're both trying to lift me up and I can't talk to them. And they're like, help us. Like, why aren't you fucking getting like, stop fighting us. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just fucking left me and they pulled me off of the ground and I ran to my computer and I deleted my fucking, I disabled my website and I stopped doing music. I stopped, looking into demonic shit that was it for me man because i was already looking into flat earth and i'm like man if this shit is legit then that means that that gives a lot more validity to that black book that i've been talking a lot of shit about
0: do you think uh like i'm curious where you think satanism came from cuz i understand the levee aspect of it when it started making its way into hollywood and there was TV shows and musicians and just famous people that were kind of endorsing it. But where do you think it came from before then, like before the fifties and forties that did, did any of your research ever lead into that? And like where, like how did it, how did Satanism specifically get into America and who kept it alive for hundreds of years?
1: Well, I would say that Satanism in a sense is what created America. And, if it, 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 Satanism is such a blanket, uh, like a broad statement, right? That's like saying Christian because that falls into so many different categories. And when people say Satanism, I tend to think like uh, Anton LeVay and fucking Hollywood shit, right? If you yeah, edgelord,
0: say, I, I call it edgelord Satanism. That's basically right. what it's,
1: that is. It's just shock value, fucking. I, I'm a goth, I, I listen to heavy metal and I used to listen to emo. That's what I get from those people.
0: And then you've got um, Satanic Temple, which is kind of like a a litigious edgelord, (laughs) right? Like they also want to to cause a little bit stir, but they also have a team of lawyers and they kind of do it in the courtrooms and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Do you know that the eight commandments of the Satanic, um, the eight Satanic? I don't
0: know that. No, this is a a Christian podcast, sir.
1: Well, I'm just going to say that's what really reeled me in as I'm reading these <laughs> commandments and I'm like, there's no, nothing... do you still know them? I never knew them off of the top of my head, but I always had it in my, in my wallet at the mm-hmm. time. And then I graduated and I had it on my phone so I could pull it up and recite it every time. But basically it's like, be nice to everybody. Um, if somebody is in your house and being disrespectful, meaning in your presence, um, And being disrespectful, you ask them to leave. If they do not do so, you destroy them. And, uh, do not hurt children. Castle
0: doctrine in Florida. Yeah.
1: Do not hurt children, which kind of goes against, uh, a Lester Crowley's teachings, which is a sacrificial thing. So when people say Satanism, I automatically just think fucking woo woo. I wear fucking, uh, what is that company called? Like, uh, black cult or whatever i go to fucking metallica shows and i wear and i wear 666 that makes me a satanist no motherfucker you are a shock value dumb motherfucker and you know nothing about the occult
0: i remember in the 1990s um marilyn manson likened his album what was it called uh sweet dreams it had the song sweet dreams all right uh no no it wasn't that um Oh, there was a
1: movie made and it was based off of that uh, called American Satan. But I know. know.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to remember. It's had like a bunch of spire. It was like a Willy Wonka themed album. And um, he basically said that that Eurythmics cover that they made of Sweet Dreams was kind of like this candy-coated shell to Satanism that it was going to get all of the people that heard it on the radio and saw the the TV singing along with it, but then they'd listen to the rest of the album and that that would you know introduce them to the world of Satanism. And I'm pretty sure he was probably successful in that and getting a whole bunch of you know middle schoolers and and teenagers into um, more occultism, especially reading the lyrics and everything. So clearly the link between Hollywood and the music industry and Satanism. It's, it's so obvious that if you don't see it, you're almost trying to not see it. But I, I'm like really curious, like what's the other circles. If you take out all the edgelord stuff and you take out all the goth circle stuff, what's left of Satanism? Like what are like the real ones that aren't just doing it for the, the makeup and, and the show?
1: Well, I I would say like, have you seen the movie? Um, with Johnny Depp where he is, he's a book uh, appraiser and he finds uh, one of four books and he needs to identify or, or make sure that it's legit. And um, have you seen that movie? And uh, it sounds
0: vaguely familiar.
1: Okay. So those are real Satanists. Those people, people at, at high ups are real Satanists who actually speak with demons or other entities who, who are working hand-in-hand hand with these people. Anybody in government or on the world stage is a true Satanist. A true Satanist, you wouldn't know by looking at them. They're going to be the nicest person to your face. You're going to think that they're amazing. Tom Hanks, right? Um, Jay-Z, even though he, he outed himself by wearing do-what-thou-wilt uh, sweatshirt and throws up the fucking illuminati shit when he f-
0: hangs out with spirit cooking uh chef boy rd over there.
1: Yeah, chef boy rd, that's a good one. <laughs> so, I would say that the people that are at the highest ups really really are the true satanists because we can go back and and take a little bit of christianity, a little bit of paganism and a little bit of satanism and you can make up pretty much any religion or offshoot that you want of it. And the I'll just say it. the true Satanism is somebody that can fucking read you the book of law and know what the fuck they're talking about.
0: So like someone that's fully versed in, in occultism and alchemy and everything. So I'm curious, does, is there a chance that just knowing a lot about occultism, let's say that you knew enough to read the book of law that you knew what all of it said and you could explain it in detail. Would you have to be an evil person to know that? Or do you think that it's possible that you could be just completely neutral, secular and still understand it all? Or would you like have to be all the way in?
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You can still understand it. Um, like There's certain things like in the book of law, it says that um, I-, I mentioned it earlier that a true believer or a true chosen one will look at the color black and they'll see purple. Well, I look at the color black and I see black so
0: this is like the, the white and gold dress uh thing <laughs>
1: right but I, but i'm gonna i'm gonna backtrack a little bit because i'm not gonna go into a courtroom uh, if i have jury duty and only listen to one side of the story and then decide whether or not this motherfucker is guilty so i feel like i jumped into it to see what the other side had to say and i didn't mind what the other side had to say to be perfectly honest with you now did it get really really dark and were there things that started to happen that i was uncomfortable about yeah fuck yes did i start having thoughts that were not my own all the fucking time i still think that i'm possessed by something that i need to shake
0: do you think that someone that's actively a satanist right now uh, and that dies a satanist do you think they go to hell yes do you think that's forever
1: Unfortunately, yes. Um, if I was to die seven years ago, I would have been fucked.
0: So where are you at now on, I guess, a, a scale of like zero being a Satanist and 10 being back into being a Jehovah's Witness and selling all your things and raising barns and maybe even like a Mennonite or something like where, where are you at on like the religion scale now?
1: Well, religion and uh, and faith. Are two totally different things.
0: Fair. Yeah. Touche.
1: So, um, as far as my faith goes, I am 100% on the right team right now. And which is one of the reasons why I started my podcast is to speak out against this evil that we are seeing right now. This is whether you want to be involved in this or not, you are an unwilling participant in this battle between good and evil right now
0: if you didn't have that experience with the, the demon that you said like jumped in and pushed you off your chair and, um, and you flew back from it, if you didn't have that experience, do you think you'd still be on that same path? Or like, was that the defining thing that changed everything? Or were you, you said you were also starting to look into flat earth. So were you already kind of weaning away from that lifestyle?
1: I was already teetering, but I do have to correct you. It didn't push me out of the chair. I already stood up and I was walking towards my bed and I got, turned around and pushed down
0: so okay. it was like
1: almost like a fucking jujitsu move done on me <laughs> but there was nobody there doing it it just fucking happened um what was the second part of that question
0: well um, i'm actually curious if if you've um well if that hadn't happened would you still be on the same path
1: that's a great question and i don't know if i have an answer to that but Digging into Flat Earth as much that I was, was eye-opening that we're here for a reason and everything that we've been taught has been lied to. And also being a Satanist, see, I don't even like that word, being a Thelomist, as long as that I was, I knew damn sure that there was an evil side. So if there's an evil side, that must mean that there's a good side too. And so I was already teetering. Um who's to say if that would have happened, it didn't happen if I would be doing what I am doing right now Um, because I am one of those people ever since I was young. I'm like, just show me proof. Like just show me proof. I remember being like 13 years old, laying in my bed, wondering about sex. And I just wanted to have sex so bad. And I was like, I will sell my soul right now. If you make a demon, (laughs) the sexiest demon bitch appear in my bed right now and take my virginity, I will sell my soul and it didn't happen.
0: So <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think if that actually worked, there'd be a lot of like demonic little kids running around, a bunch of like 12 and 13 year olds with horns, <laughs> extra horny ones. Yeah.
1: But I think they did. I think that that wish was granted to me later in life because I'm pretty sure that I've dated a fucking demon. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now when we were going through the the rapid fire, when you were doing PCP earlier, you mentioned dinosaurs and you were like zero, so how much, cause that also feels like another Christian overlap to people that tend to be very heavy Christian. Um, there's a higher chance, I think of them, maybe not believing in dinosaurs than someone that may be atheist or agnostic or whatever. So I want to, I'm curious, do you think there's any overlap on that or is it completely separate for you?
1: No, I don't think there's any overlap because actually there are scriptures in the Bible that people can, if, if they were to translate it in their own terms would be talking about dinosaurs however i don't think that they were talking about dinosaurs i think they were talking about nephilim and which something people don't talk about is the beasts of the field which is completely different from the nephilim the beasts of the field were here before humans and before these entities so there's a lot going on there that's kind of a loaded question (laughs) and i love it so do you know anything about devolution
0: I I don't. I mean, de-evolution, you mean? Like the opposite of evolution?
1: No, it's like a fucking military co-op thing that a lot of people that used to follow Q like myself, which I jumped off the Q and the Trump train a long time ago, um, believed that, that like after the inauguration took place and, and the, I still believe motherfuckers took it a step further And not to call this guy a motherfucker because he's the smartest, one of the smartest people I've ever met. And thank God he was able to come on my show, but he's on um, Ron from New England's Wicked Planet podcast every once in a while. And he's his good buddy, um, Anonymous Sean. And he breaks down devolution so well, but he talks about what's going on right now as far as the political theater that we see. And he dates it all the way back to when Eve took a bite from the Forbidden Fruit and how this is all just a contract that was broken and everything right needs to be done.
0: How close are we to end times? Do you think according to to them?
1: Well, you know, brother, every generation, every single generation thinks that it's their time, right? right. If we were living in world war one or world war two right now, we would be like, Oh my gosh, this is the end time. However, in the Bible, it does say after the third major war, but I would say that since World War One, we've never stopped being at war, right? Um, so, are we talking about a, bl- a biblical war or a physical war? That I c- I don't know. But if they're talking about a third major <laughs> war, and that's what we're promoting right now, then yeah, we, we're pretty fucking close. And if you do believe in things that it says in the Bible, it says it says that. Um, Father will turn against son, son will turn against father, mother will turn against daughter, brother will turn against brother, and so forth. And it also says, and that's what we saw during this whole pandemic, <laughs> is the separation but, of but the the, non,
0: non-binaries right? the non-binaries don't turn away from each other, so the they stick with the days. Maybe maybe that's what they're telling you, is that everyone has to turn into a they and then you're you're immune from that in then times.
1: I don't see it that way, but that's a funny, <laughs> funny, funny take on it. Um, shit, where was I going? Oh, and also another thing that it says, it says that the end days will also be just like the times of Noah. And what were they doing in Noah's times? is they were manipulating DNA. They were trying to make hybrids. We've been trying to make super soldiers. And I don't know how you feel about the celebrity cloning center, but I'm fucking all in. And
0: one to 10. So you're a 10 on the celebrity cloning center.
1: I'm a 10 on we have celebrity clones. As far as the celebrity cloning center that Donald Marshall talks about, where he's been a victim of his whole life, where they take his consciousness out of his body every night when he goes to bed and then they torture him to write music for all these famous people that I don't know if I can get behind.
0: Who do you think is the most obvious clone? Right. Like today. Kanye. Kanye. Oh, you think Kanye's a clone. Do you think that there's Wait, a still uh, a real ask- Kanye?
1: Within the past two months, Kanye. Jamie Jamie Foxx is a new one. Um,
0: Does the clone replace the real one? Or does the real one still exist and the clone's like just doing mundane tasks? the biggest
1: one, man? I've been working on a documentary about this for a minute. The biggest one is Eminem, bro. He died died in 2000. This is debatable when he died. But Mm -hmm. in 2005, it was reported on the news that he had died in a car accident and he was pronounced dead on the scene, and then crickets. They never followed up on it, never said another word. It was like, just don't say anything, and they'll forget that we said it. And everybody did. Everybody forgot that they said it. (laughs) There's also evidence that he died of a drug overdose, and then we didn't see him for a long time. And it was because he was in rehab, and then he comes out, he has brown eyes, not hazel green eyes. His ears no longer have holes in them. And I got my ears pierced when I was in fourth grade. I haven't worn earrings in 20 years. I still have holes in my ears. Um, he was on a, doc, a documentary on Netflix not that long ago. I would say about two years ago, they came out with a documentary talking about this uh, artist in LA and he started out being a graffiti artist. And then he became a tattoo artist and he tattoos all the famous rappers, um, from 50 cent to Eminem to anybody who's Emin, anybody wants to get a tattoo from this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a documentary and they entered in Eminem and he's wearing a fucking hoodie. And they were like, cause he did, all of his sleeves he did the he did the rotten piece he did a uh, haley jade now's the big one they asked him they were like how does the haley jade blah 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 hold up after time and he was like i'd show you guys but i got it removed interesting and i'm like hang on a minute like i haven't seen this guy wearing anything since he came out looking completely different with a different bone structure, different eyes. Everything about him is different. His head is taller. Everything. His rap sucks. Like his rap, his fucking rap style sucks. It's not the same Eminem. And I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Have I seen him without a a t-shirt, something? Just show me these tattoos. Like you got your daughter tattooed on you and you got that removed like no i'm not buying it whether he was joking or what i I don't buy it
0: who do you think owns that clone let's just say let's just for sake argument he's a clone who owns him is it government is it a record label is it cia
1: is there a difference
0: uh may i mean in accounting i would assume
1: okay well in accounting i don't know But we know that the CIA is heavily involved with music, and it's heavily, heavily involved in our movies. Um, And we know that they came, there was that meeting in the 90s where they wanted to push crime rhymes so that they could fill up the privatized prisons. Right. And so there's a lot of money to be had with Eminem. When Eminem came out, he took the world by fucking storm because there were so many white people like myself that loved hip hop music, but we were not allowed in it and we weren't we weren't allowed to be a part of that culture.
0: What about Vanilla Ice? Didn't he pave the way for for white Vanilla Ice and Snow, remember? Informer?
1: In I definitely remember Informer. Shinemini Snow me I'm a
0: So you're saying they didn't pave the way? It was Eminem.
1: It was Eminem that definitely paved the way for white boys, right? Um, I, I'd make
0: an argument. It might have been Dre that paved the way for white boys, but
1: well, he's the one that he's the one that ultimately um, made Eminem sell his soul to get where he is now, right? Which is why Eminem lost Ronnie and everybody and his family. You would think that if you were rich and famous, everybody would fucking love you and your family and want to hang out with you all the time. Who's he Ronnie? Lost- Ronnie was his uncle who was mm. the same age as him. And uh, it meant, it meant Ronnie meant everything to him. He talks about him in songs quite a bit and mm. Ronnie died. And then when Ronnie died, he blew the fuck up.
0: Interesting there. That's uh, that's something that comes up a lot when the theory of music and sacrifice that someone that's right on the brink and they're about to blow and you know, become a huge star, there'll be some kind of tragedy in their life, and very often it'll be a family member or a close friend or something like that. Um, e- even Kanye, sort of in examples, that he was in that horrific car crash, right? And then as soon as he came out of the car crash, that's when he had through the wire, and that was sort of this, uh, like a, like a multiplier on his trajectory that was already s- sort of like headed upwards. So Such I'm, um, it's not. interesting you said that. Such a great song, wasn't it? Though, it well, I mean, you know, the, the devil knows how to inspire some good music, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, he was he was God's musician, you know. He was the god of music. So, so
0: you mentioned him as another one of the clones too, and I, and I just I'm curious. I was asking this before. Like, is there a real Kanye and a whole bunch of clone Kanyes, or do they is like the real Kanye dead, and then they replace him with a, like a series of clones, like? Is it like Walt Disney world where there might be like four different Mickey's on property, um, but you only see one at a time because they only let one above ground at a time.
1: Right. I love that. Um, No, that's Joe Biden Um, with Kanye. (laughs) With Kanye. I think what we seen was the legit Kanye. They tried to keep reeling him back in. He was on um, Tim pool. And before Tim pool decided to act like a little bitch, and make Kanye say, fuck this, why am I even talking to you? And walk away. He was he was saying, like, I have MK Ultra fucking handlers, right? So every time Kanye would start to get out of line, they would do something and pump him full of drugs, MK Ultra his ass, and get him right back in line. Well, this time he went too fucking far. And I think they took him out. He disappeared for a while. Now all of a sudden we see him again. He's got an elongated fucking head it's not this like I don't care it like people with the Eminem argument people were like oh well fucking cosmetic surgery and this and that no dude your skull and bone structure does not fucking change
0: I mean he he's not helping the argument if you were if you were accusing him of being a clone he's not helping it with like the new shoulder pad look and then like always wearing masks and helmets so on his info wars appearance was that clone kanye or was
1: that was that even kanye at all i don't know man i think that i was like why is he doing this this is so dumb like he just left tim pool and i respected him for it because he's like if you're not even gonna fucking respect and listen to my side of the story and just automatically have it in your head that you're gonna strike me down then why am i even talking to you and i was like good for you don't even waste your time with this fucking guy Right after that, he goes on Alex Jones and he's wearing that fucking Balenciaga fucking gimp mask. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is out of character.
0: It It is interesting how um, he's he started to position himself as like the man of God, the newly born. Um, and then also like he's basically attached to the hip to Kardashian for the rest of his life. He He represents. If LeVay, if there was a Christian LeVay, he's kind of like a Christian LeVay in a way, right? It's it's more about, just like for LeVay, it was more about LeVay than it ever was about Satan. Satan was like the backdrop for LeVay to get people to worship him. And I feel sometimes that Kanye, uh, he he exudes that same sort of energy. I'm not saying that he intentionally is trying to make people worship him, but I feel like he's got Jim Jones uh, LeVay energy to him, where... You know, he kind of commit, he almost like has people worshiping in him, but he's, you know, he's also a little bit off the rocker in a, in a entertaining way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, and he, he's a, um, he's a narcissist, right? So he, I I get it. And I'm going to tell you, like, the reason I like Kanye so much is because I see the path that he took as the path that if it was presented to me, I would have taken. Right. So he sacrificed his mom so that he could have everything that he always wanted. And then it's like the witch's coven comes up to him and they're like, uh, all over, like the witch's coven has Kim Kardashian in it. And who is the hottest fucking girl on the planet at that time? It was like, yeah, that's who I'm going to be with. It's Kim Kardashian, you know? And then he actually lives in the coven with all these witches and they are witches, and I can prove that as well. But to get back to Kanye, he saw how dark shit really is, and he has a conscience, and he, he actually cares for people. And so I'm like, he had a change of heart, and now he wants to speak out about it. The only thing I didn't like is in one of his latest albums, the very first song was a chant for his mother. You know what I'm talking about? I can't. Donda. Donda, that seems like a rich thats just sounds like a ri- ritualistic chant to me, and I'm like, oh man, are you still dabbling into some occultic shit? or maybe he just has a higher knowing of something and you know because you fight spells with spells.
0: You said you had proof, so I have to ask you, what's your proof that the Kardashians is a coven of witches?
1: Okay, so uh Courtney Kardashian came out and said that her family is cursed and uh because they were witches and that every man that they're gonna have everything that they ever want but every man that ever comes into their life their lives will be completely destroyed now look at any man that's ever been with the kardashians and tell me that their lives have not been destroyed which is why when i saw travis barker go to the dark side i was like no don't do it bro don't do it what about ray J? what about ray J? Isn't he
0: selling like headphones now? Isn't he still like riding that?
1: I mean, would you really consider him like a part of the coven or was he, was he the catalyst that they needed because he already had a name for himself? And so if you have a sex tape and you're Kim Kardashian and your mom's like, Hey, we need you to put a sex tape. That's really going to get the family name off. And she picks out the sex tape is she going to pick out a sex tape with a no name, nobody, or is he just a useful idiot because he already had a name?
0: They could have picked out OJ Simpson's kid. Just saying that would have been, that would have been next level sort of infamy. Their their dad, like uh, was his friend, right. Or like helped defend him.
1: Yes. But you do, you do know that. um... Shit. I forgot what I was going to say. That happens to me every time I'm on. Was about OJ
0: Simpson. You were talking about Ray J, Kardashian, and OJ Simpson.
1: Oh, I was gonna say you do know that her mom fucking sifted through different fucking sex tapes of her own daughter and decided which one was going to get, AKA leaked.
0: Well, that's just a really good stage bomb. She's just really involved. It would have been like if if your parents helped pick out, uh, you know, like your your best scenes for like your your greatest hits.
1: Man, I hope my parents have never seen any of my scenes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so when we were going through the uh, the rapid fire list, you mentioned Bigfoot's and eight. I want to ask you, Reptilians, scale on one to ten.
1: I'm gonna go with an eight on that too. I wish I could go higher on both of those because I truly do think that there is a lot more to this. But as far as like putting a name and a face to it. I would say that those entities absolutely exist, but do they exist in the form that we think of them? That's where I'm not sure.
0: Okay. So, I mean, my most obvious question, which folds right into what you were just saying is, let's say Bigfoot's real. How come we don't have a stuffed Bigfoot in a museum somewhere or anything other than grainy photo? And it's it almost seems like as technology advances and as more people have better cameras, you have less and less footage than you did in like the seventies and eighties and nineties when you could kind of get away with VHS tapes. So like, why why do you think that there still isn't proof despite all the people that have been searching for him for decades?
1: It's pretty simple. It's because when people want proof, it's because they're like, well, if a bear comes onto your porch, all you have to do is pull out your phone, which is what you're saying basically and Mm -hmm. film that motherfucker. Right. Well, what if Bigfoot isn't just an animal? What if he only exists on certain frequencies? And when he is around, when Dogman is around, when all of these cryptids are around, they only exist on certain frequencies. And so when you try to film them, it is going to disrupt the frequency of whatever uh, equipment that you are trying to use to capture this thing which also kind of debunks our old school footage, which what is the most credible Bigfoot footage we have, which is crazy, right? Like how do we go this long and not have anything what you're saying, or do we have a bunch of shit and the internet is just so congested with things that it's hard to weed out what's good and what's not.
0: Would you put ghosts and Bigfoot and reptilians all kind of in the same bucket of like, they just, exist in a different frequency range so you can't capture them on camera
1: no i put all three of them in different different things
0: okay interesting so and the reason i asked that is that um maybe nate has been rubbing off on me from reality czars uh shout out nate but he's he's pretty much sold that bigfoot and ghosts and aliens might potentially be the exact same thing just perceived Depending on who you are like if you've if you believe more in Bigfoot or you believe more in aliens Then whatever that thing is might just reveal itself as that to you since it's the way that you can best understand it But if uh, if you if you believe in completely separate I want to ask you are aliens and reptilians the same thing or are those two different things
1: Man, I mean this is all speculation though. So who really knows? Um, I would say that there are probably reptilians that we would consider aliens Um, so let's rewind a bit because I don't want your listeners to think that I'm like full blown flat earther. I believe that we live in a simulated hollow flat earth.
0: Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to break that down a little more. So, (laughs) so I know that, that flat earth debates, uh, they start going off the rails. If you bring up like discs and pancakes and like the, the shapes and stuff. So what is a hollow flat earth like specifically does it mean that there's a there's a definitive top and a definitive bottom and like a hollow space in between is there any sort of in infinity here does it like go forever in any direction
1: i love that theory but you know there's no there's no way to prove or disprove that theory just like there's no way to disprove whether we live on a flat plane or not
0: well maybe because Because if they allowed us to leave the beyond the Arctic wall, that could potentially be proof, right? So right. the only well, thing a, blocking a that. Very, is-
1: a very interesting thing right now is, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Vladimir Putin is pulling out of the Antarctic Peace Treaty. The longest standing treaty that all nation, not all nations, but all nations that are involved, it is the longest standing treaty that we've ever had. And he's like, fuck this, I'm pulling out. So... I'm very curious if there's going to be other countries that pull out as well. So during the next Antarctic uh, peace treaty meeting, he is going to disfellowship himself, and I'm hoping that there's going to be some secrets that come out. We all know that Hitler, well, we all know that Hitler had a lot of things going on in the Antarctic. Um, we know that people, if you say like. Uh, you, you Like, we can't explore the Antarctic. People are like, oh, that's bullshit. I can fucking book a ticket and go explore the Antarctic right now. No, motherfucker, you can go on a tour guide and fucking see what they allow you to see. That is it. You get the money. Get all the money you want. Actually, Alex Jones was going to do this. Alex Jones offered Sean Hibbler and Eddie Bravo to fund. He was going to fund as much money as it cost to do a fucking expedition to the antarctic and they wouldn't give him any permits so here's another thing is there's no military presence allowed in the antarctic well you get in a boat and somehow truman show your way out all the way to the antarctic and you tell me what fucking meets you It's going to be military presence and they're going to tell you to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You have three minutes to turn around or we will start firing. What the fuck are they hiding?
0: You think there's a little staircase in the door too at the
1: very end? I mean, man, wouldn't that be fucking ironic? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think that, but like I said, man, it just sucks because we're limited to what knowledge we can know with our own eyes But what we can know is that everything that we've been told as far as our history books and as far as history goes with space travel, I will say that because I don't believe in history either, but with history, as far as space travel, we look at our books, everything that we've been told is a fucking lie. So is it really so hard to believe that they've lied to us about the shape of our earth, especially when you dug into it as long and as much and in deep as I have, it's just like every little tiny thing. You're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, flight patterns. Yeah, of course. Oh, there is no such thing as satellites? Of course there isn't. It's all fucking balloons. Oh, of course. Where are you at on Tartaria? I love Tartaria. I love the whole idea of it. Um, But my buddy Matt from The Great Deception... Mm -hmm. got really really deep into tartaria and he was able to tear some holes into it so i would say it's a good start to start thinking about ancient civilizations and the technology that they had and and the far vastness of knowledge of what this is that we are in was way greater than what we have as far as tartaria itself goes and the whole bandwagon of it i think it's uh just that it's a bandwagon
0: do you remember any of those specific tears that matt came up
1: specifically no and i'm sorry for the dead air i was taking a drink um (laughs) um specifically no i do not but you know he is he dives way deep into hidden history ley lines and like the world fairs and stuff like that it all really lines up with tartaria but then you think about like the things that we're seeing okay okay. i don't think that um we have any buildings as far as like you go to san francisco and you still like these elaborate just amazing buildings and shit like that and then you see like half of it is underground I, i even a year ago i went to san francisco and i was filming it i'm like why would you have half of a window Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. So obviously there was some sort of a mud flood covered up shit. We came here and inhabited buildings that were already here. Does that mean Tartaria? No, that means another civilization that got wiped out that we just fucking said, hey, look at this building. Let's let's make this ours. So that I agree with. When people start getting into Tartaria as far as the technology they had, it's very interesting as far as the bell towers and the mercury and healing frequencies and free energy. All that shit totally makes sense. But then you were like, wait, but then they were just wiped out and they had this amazing fucking technology and energy and they were just wiped out. The only way I could see that happening is if their technology got too advanced for them that they ended up wiping themselves out.
0: Maybe, Art, um, another interesting topic on that is, like, look at Nikola Tesla, and that when Tesla was wiped off the planet, a lot of his technology got wiped away with him, and people to this date still apparently have been able to recreate a lot of it, unless maybe it's, like, they do it for the government behind, you know, secrets. But we're talking on technology, and I'm curious what your thoughts on AI are. Is, is AI uh evil is it good is it neutral do you think it's going to be skynet like where where is your head at
1: let me ask you a question before i answer that yeah do you know who the agent was that confiscated all of nikola tesla's work
0: uh john f trump right it was the his uh great uncle who was an engineer employed by the fbi
1: yes sir so all right so there's questions there but um What do I think about AI? Uh, Is it T2? Terminator 2? Um,
0: Will it it, it become T2? No. Never? I don't think so. So are are you optimistic that AI is going to be like a, a beneficial tool for mankind as opposed to a weapon against it?
1: Well, a gun is a beneficial tool to mankind, but it is also a weapon against it, right? So it's all in who uses it and how they use it. Well, do I think think it's going to become its own being and be like, all right, in order to protect the planet, we need to wipe out humanity. No, I don't see that happening. I just don't. Because what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, because you know way more about AI than I do. I only gave uh, AI generators a chance with AI art here recently, and I even hit you up. I'm like, hey, what's the (laughs) best ones? because I don't want these motherfuckers stealing my job, but at the same time, maybe they can make my job easier.
0: (laughs) I think AI is particularly dangerous because up until this point, you've always had to have a guy that knows how to fix the machine. Um, And like those guys usually make themselves known. And when, when they die out, then someone usually gets replaced or the company falters, you know, but like, there's always that guy that knows how to open the thing up and fix it. And with AI, that guy doesn't exist anymore because at a certain point, the models get so complicated that even if you are the smart, if, even if you're like a Stephen Hawking, you know what I mean? And Stanley Kubrick and Nikola Tesla combined, you just don't have enough capacity in your meat space brain in order to put together what some of these models are doing. And I feel that the second we start becoming so reliant on these things that even the smartest person in the universe wouldn't be able to figure out then you know when like that guy dies the last one that understands part of it it turns into this thing where like i also personally believe that the eucharist was probably a magic mushroom at some point and it just got so obscured through them trying to hide that fact that over centuries they themselves forgot it like they hid it so well that now they actually think that it's a cracker and that the transubstantiation like is actually happening in this cracker, but really it was a mushroom and they just, it was so long. And I feel like the same thing can happen with AI where everyone, you know, like someone forgets how to even create a combustion engine because we just are reliant on AI, just creating things like, Hey, I want a car. And it's like, blurp, here's your car. You know what I mean? It spits it out of your 3d printer. Uh, but once enough people die off, that don't know how to fix the printer and don't know how to fix the whatever. I feel like that's way more, possible and realistic and boring but dangerous than the t2 situation where flying drones invent themselves and self-replicate and blow us up i feel like we're just going to convenience we're going to we're going to convenience ourselves out of existence at some point
1: yeah i can definitely see that and as far as ai taking over i think I, i i'm not i'm not fully on board with this but i've heard this theory that ai could possibly be the antichrist because the antichrist is somebody <laughs> that we need. We depend on, we all love, but at the same time, it's going to destroy us. And so I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm not on board with that, but I find that a very interesting theory and I, and I see some validity to it. Um, but my question, I, I had a question for you. Do you think, do you think that there's going to be a time when why do i do this to myself dude i fucking every time you're, I'm you're like,
0: talking about ai You was a, it was an ai related question
1: i know it was but it doesn't matter it'll come to me again let's go
0: so so i mean if there's a possibility that the antichrist or you know ai is demonic which it's fun to, to pull out all the examples of software engineers and the originators of computers. Like even Charles Babbage claimed that when he was a little kid, he did something similar that you were describing, where he sat up in bed and was like, you know, if there's a if there's a devil, I'll trade my soul to you, and nothing happened, so therefore he stopped believing. But then he basically invents uh, the the modern con- concept of a computer. Um, so there's there's a lot of that like interesting correlation when you get into the advancements of technology. So it's it's hard to debate people and say no AI isn't evil because there's like all this crossover between occultism and I would always assume that like the original OG computer programmers would have been a bunch of secular atheists, but it was actually kind of the opposite of that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at um, Steve Jobs' logo for Apple is a, is an apple with a bite taken out of it, right? So you bit into the forbidden fruit, and we all hold that in the back of our pocket. So we we bear the mark, every single one. Of, well, not every single one of us, because some people out there are still using Androids because they think it's dope or something. <laughs> um,
0: well, well, I was going to say that, I mean, that's a very powerful symbol, the Apple, and using it as a logo And on the concept of symbols, and we're talking about Hollywood and all this stuff, I'm just, where are you on, like, if I were to cover my eye right now, like, I'm doing this right now. I don't know which one, Matt. Here, I'll do both of them just for good measure. But at any point, does that mean, like, I'm in the Illuminati? Or if I was a certain level in the Hollywood or or music entertainment sphere, by doing that and putting a picture out of me screwing my eye, does that mean something? And, like, should I avoid doing it just so... I don't get accused of being Illuminati.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You should avoid doing that unless you want to be called out. But um I think that there is a lot of actors and music people in the spotlight that are just at photo shoots and the people that are pulling the strings are like, Hey, cover this will be cool. Do this, just do this real quick, cover one eye. So I think there's a lot of that, and maybe they don't realize what they're doing, you know? Like rapper B.O.B., that's a great example. He had no idea what he was getting himself into. He, he was so good that he was able to bust out of the underground and just blow up on the mainstream out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to work with him. And then he found out what was really fucking going on. And he started speaking out. He was the biggest growing rapper at the time. He had strange clouds. He was doing uh, uh airplanes with Eminem and fucking Halsey or whatever that girl's name was. It, it was just hit after hit after hit every other fucking week. Hit after hit, and then he starts speaking out against flat Earth. Right. He had a he flat had a
0: crowdfunding campaign to raise money to, you know, send out a weather balloon or something.
1: He started speaking about uh, the Celebrity Cloning Center and other celebrities that have been dead and cloned and this and that. And they blackballed him to the point where CIA agents were showing up at his fucking shows that he was having to put on himself because the labels didn't want anything to do with him.
0: Right. He's he's almost like self-made at this point where like his he, he runs his own show at this point because of that.
1: Right. And another person that does that as well, but I know for a fact that he is an Alester Crowley follower because I hear it in his lyrics, is Tech Nine. Never signed to a major label, said, Fuck all of you. I'm doing this myself. But his major, major album that really got him out was called Angelic, where half of it, uh, the album cover, he was half angel, half demon. And I think that was his turning point right there. It was like, which side do I choose? And he chose the other side, and now look at him. He's fucking opening up for fucking metal band, or not opening. He's headlining for people like fucking Avenged Sevenfold, like major, major metal bands. Like, and Avenged Sevenfold is as satanic as it gets.
0: Real? I didn't. I'm not familiar with the band. Is it just like a hardcore metal, or are they legit? Are they? Are they uh, LaVey Satanist or are they legit Satanist?
1: No, they are legit Satanists, and you can hear it in their music. Like, their lyrics should basically be an offshoot of a Lester Crowley book. Like, it should be an audio Mm -hmm. Lester Crowley book. That is how in tune they are with that side of things.
0: We were talking and
1: sacrificed their drummer.
0: Oh, is that another one where they sacrificed one of the band members?
1: Yeah, they sacrificed their drummer.
0: Do you think that was... uh, Do you think Foo Fighters sacrificed Kurt Cobain from Nirvana?
1: Man, I think that there is so much more to that with Kurt Cobain. But um, in order to... um, For David to get to where he was with the Foo Fighters, I think that Kurt Cobain was part of that sacrifice. But I think it goes way deeper than that. It, It didn't just fill in one box. like Sacrificing Kurt Cobain filled in so many boxes for so many different things
0: it was it was just convenient for a bunch of people at the same time and yeah. we were talking rappers I, I gotta ask you because you were gonna have ice cube on i think recently right yeah and it ghosted me and it and it fell through um what what kind of questions did you have anything like specific that was lined up that was gonna get uh deep into something that only ice cube would have known i'm just curious
1: I was gonna ask him about the meeting and if he was involved in the meeting. Um, what meeting? The meeting that all the major rappers had to put a uh, push towards crime rhyme, because that was right after that meeting. His win in WA really blew up, and then uh, wasn't long after that, Joe Biden had his ninety-six crime bill um, passed, which put anybody with less than a teeny, teeny little bit of crack in prison for what was it 10 years so that was to separate the that whole movement the whole crime rhyme was to separate the black family and to destabilize them um what was that? that
0: there wasn't a second part to that i would just um, (laughs) it sounds like maybe he even passed that to like teach hunter a lesson that hunter never learned (laughs)
1: Oh, I was also going to ask him, you know, I was going to ask him about Jerry Hella. Uh, I was going to ask him, you know, like, you saw the writing on the wall with Jerry Hella. You fucking left the group when they were at their peak, when they were at their peak. So, like, you obviously, like, know the difference between right or wrong. But then right afterwards, you come out with... Um, Not right afterwards, but not long afterwards. You come out with the Ice Cube Volume 1 and Volume 2. And then he has a song where uh, the angel of death comes to meet him. And he's talking about some really dark shit. I was also going to ask him about uh, Snoop Dogg's murder trial because that's another sacrifice, I think. is Snoop Dogg sacrificed somebody in order to get his riches and fame with Death Row. I was going to see if he would answer on that. If he didn't leave by then, because I, my goal was to get him to say, <laughs> you asked me too many things. I can't, I'm out. I'm out. I think that would have been the best thing. Is he, if he left the interview halfway through. That would have been the best. But, um, I, uh, Yeah, I I had a, I had some other things lined up. I was going to ask him some Raider questions because I'm a huge Raiders fan. And I think there's a whole conspiracy going on with the Raiders right now. Them moving to Sin City, being the very first NFL team to really push the jab. You can't come to our games unless you have the fucking turkey baster. And then, um, Their quarterback, who I think is the greatest quarterback that fucking the Raiders have ever had, better than Kenny Stabler, better than Jim Plunkett, better than all those motherfuckers, is Derek Carr. But they never gave him a chance to shine because that motherfucker is a full-fledged Christian who, when he's not playing on Sundays, he's going to church and he's giving his own sermons. And they don't need that shit. They just moved to Sin City. They sold their soul to the fucking devil to be where they are right now.
0: It's funny how we've got this, this uh, theoretical separation of church and state, but you couldn't be any more political by being religious at this point. It's, it's almost like being religious is probably a stronger political party than any in particular. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting how that works. And can, and, and, can we rewind?
1: Ahead. Cause I remembered the question I was going to ask you when we were talking. Yeah. About yeah. Yeah. About- go for it. And you were like, it's going to get there. But isn't it already there with like quantum computing? And I don't know how much validity you hold to um, the black cube or not, but Joe Biden was campaigning when he was running against Trump. And he was like, well, we know Trump has the black cube.
0: I don't think Joe Biden even knows what he's talking about. So the black cube and chaka chaka chip could be the same thing. I don't know. unless Unless the clone was like glitching at that point. I don't know. I f- I feel like I would trust a uh, a bowl of applesauce uh, opinions more than you know the Joe Biden meat
1: puppet. I definitely so. vote for a bowl of applesauce.
0: <laughs> and I time. and I and I don't know about the quantum computing. I I mean I understand the concept of it, um, but I don't think that it particularly proves anything. Woo woo, or that we've like hit any sort of singularity cusp or anything yet. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that it'll it'll be something crazy that we'll see in our lifetime. And then, like, I wonder if we just hit a certain technological achievement. We just reset. You know what I mean? It's like you you hit the 100 percent on the progress bar and it just resets back to zero again. <laughs> but uh, but before um before we I get think we hit that a couple times, man, <laughs> I mean, that's the mud flood, right? Right. Uh, I, I, since we were talking about the, uh, the crime rhyme thing, I just wanted to point out, if you haven't seen it or anyone listening is interested and hasn't seen it, there's a video by a, a guy named Wise Intelligent that if you go on YouTube and search Wise Intelligent... Um, you'll probably find it fairly easily. And he's talking about this directly on how the record execs would come in and just be like, if you're talking about self empowerment or being active politically or strengthening the family unit, like, you got to go. <laughs> and like, we want the gangster rap and we want all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the wise intelligent video on that is phenomenal. So, highly recommended.
1: So, um, I, I also, we were talking about clones and tattoos and stuff. Mm mm-hmm. Do you think that the artists today, the reason why they look ridiculous with all those tattoos on their face is because that's like a fucking life insurance?
0: <laughs> man, I haven't considered that just because it's a little bit hard. I don't know, man. I feel like it would be easier to tattoo somebody than it would be to clone somebody. Like if you've got the technology to clone them, you can probably 3D print whatever the hell you want on their, their cloned skin
1: interesting so what about uh what was that guy who played uh was it for the giants and then he got hit in the chest and basically dropped dead oh right
0: his heart stopped for uh, for a while
1: right and then it was like oh see he's alive and we just see him in a mask and shit and yet his kids are there with him and they're not masked and it's like (laughs) (laughs) I i don't know man I think that I think that maybe just maybe they're getting all the some of them are just posers and they're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, this is what we do. We get tattoos on our face. But I think some of them are like, fuck you. You're going to take me out. You're going to have to replicate all these tattoos on my face that are all over the Internet that motherfuckers are well, well aware of that I have.
0: I feel like it wouldn't be hard, man. You, you pop their carcass into a 3D scanner. It scans all their tattoos and then after you're done cloning them it just prints them back on there with little lasers and or even a tattoo gun and i mean have you ever seen the videos of the guy that can make a cake that looks like a cell phone and then he cuts it in half and it's like it's cake if someone can do that to that level like i don't know man i feel like with the unlimited resources that we assume that the cia has yeah i think they could probably perfectly re-tattoo somebody but they probably can't replicate that personality as well and there might be like the weird bone sort of uh structure might be slightly different because it's maybe they don't have that down pat i don't know i'm, I'm on the fence on the cloning um the, the strongest case might be britney spears but i don't know
1: <laughs> man i think she was just replaced to be honest with you because i don't know if you've seen that video that came out i would say it was about three weeks ago maybe four shit i could be totally off on my timeline but this girl posted a video reposted a Britney Spears video where she's doing her dumb dancing. Right. Number one, when the fuck did Britney Spears had gap teeth? Because now she does. Uh, she's got that tattoo that's on the wrong leg. And, uh, every time you see her doing her stupid Instagram videos, it's always in the same fucking place. It's like, always at the same thing and she's dancing horribly. You guys got to remember like this bitch is a fucking, she's a, a dance choreographer. Like that is what she does. Like you think that she's just going to sit there and dance like half ass as good as your girlfriend can. Like, no dude, this is not Brittany. But then this girl came out watching this video and it looked like it had a filter on. Cause when she moved for a second, the filter lost where it was. And it was a different face.
0: I mean, that you can convince me that there's digital clones all day long because in the in the A.I. community, the the funniest memes are they'll just be some random dude and they'll put like a wig on. And it's obviously a guy with a wig like they're not they don't dress up or anything, but then they just run an A.I. filter and the A.I. filter turns them into like an actual attractive woman in real time. So they'll just like do like voice chatting and like just the whole nine. And then, you know, you turn the filter off and it's just like a dude in a wig again. So I don't know. I I feel like that's, that's already happening for sure. And I think that there's already like a large percentage of like online catfish personalities that aren't even real. It was never a real person. It was always AI voices and AI generated images. But I also think we're getting to a point where people aren't going to care that you're going to tell them like, Hey, that, that person you've been talking to for the last year, that's been sending you pictures of their face. And then, you know, you've heard their voice. That's always been AI. And I'm like, "Eh, okay, that's, that's fine. Love knows no boundaries. I mean, (laughs) if you, if you look up the articles on this company called replica, you'll see that we've, we already passed that line. Like there's already people that are just like, I'd rather have a digital companion than no companion at all. Um, and that's just the, the route it starts taking. You know, it's funny
1: as they always tell us in movies before the shit takes place. Right. What was it like a year before the pandemic? There was a movie that was kind of controversial and it was about a guy that falls in love with AI with an AI person. Like,
0: yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I think it was called her maybe.
1: Yes, that's exactly the movie I'm talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing that we actually had a guy come out not that long ago who. Pays his money to have his AI girlfriend, and she started turning on him. And, yeah. <laughs> and he was the ultimate
0: rejection, dude. The ultimate rejection is is when you've turned away from humans, and you've programmed your own girlfriend, and then your your programmed AI girlfriends like I'm gonna go <laughs> and find someone else.
1: <laughs> man, what a fucking loser! Where do you
0: where do you go from there? I mean, I guess you just train the next one, but man. no
1: no offense to that guy but man that sucks man (laughs) if you can't get a real girlfriend and you're like fuck this shit
0: that's why you need to pay attention in math classes because if if you ever really want to weird science your way into a relationship you got to at least know a little bit of pre-calc i assume
1: man one of my top five favorite movies ever
0: (laughs) if you go back and watch it today the the weird science movie not the tv show it is extremely problematic there are oh, some scenes in there. Yeah, oh no,
1: I've watched it recently too. Yeah,
0: dude, it doesn't hold up as well.
1: I mean, there's some scenes where it's like, ooh. <laughs> you know what does hold up though? Even though they don't say gigawatts, they say gigawatt. But uh back to the future holds up. Oh, of up.
0: course. Of course, man. I I think that the Back to the Future there's got some some really interesting occult symbolism in that one too.
1: And not to mention all the 9/11 st- uh you know foretelling that's going on in that movie
0: well dude, we're we're coming up on an hour and a half and i want to make a note to maybe we get together and just talk about 80s and 90s movies and the cult symbolism because that's one of my favorite things ever man
1: i would love to do that and you know it, it, i don't know if you do shows with more than one pe- person but yeah sometimes big country from whiskey beer and conspiracies would be amazing in that conversation
0: well, let's let's figure something out man um well, so anyways, I want to give you a chance to plug yourself and your channel one more time to, uh, to whoever's watching. So go ahead and, and do that for Catalyst Jones here.
1: I appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, go check out the Instagram, man, because I do a lot of stuff on Instagram that you're not going to see anywhere else. So it is a uh, white rabbit podcast on Instagram. Uh, underscores between each word. And then, like I said, man, I'm on the usual suspects other than Spotify and YouTube. If you want to watch my videos, check me out on Rockfin, uh, White Rabbit Podcast. I like to have cool guests like Paranoid American here. And you never know who you're going to get or what kind of conversation we're going to get into, but you better believe it's going to make you think about some shit when you turn it off.
0: Hell yeah. And, uh, and that's me paranoid American signing off and reminding you that total paranoia is total consciousness. Thank you guys.